Hello, Spotlight friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today, I am so excited to be sitting with my friend Marcia. We are going to talk about her book, Fat Luther Slim Pickens. So excited to hear all about her book and what inspired her to write it with her friend Shannon. She is an author, a podcaster, an Instagrammer, a mug picture taker. She's amazing. She's so fun and just like a really great person to know. So I'm so excited to have her with us today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Chanel. I'm really excited to be here. Yes. Or as I say in our podcast, super excited. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and about your podcast as well. I know that you and Shannon have an amazing podcast that I was honored to be a guest on where we talked yes. about Black Cinderella, all things Black, all things wonderful. Um, Blackity it was, Black. Blackity <laughs> Black. And it was amazing. And you guys are just like so fun. So I would love for me to stop talking about you and for you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So like you said, my name is Marcia Lamey. I was born and raised in Chicago proper, like in the city. I was not a suburban kid. I currently live in the suburbs, but you know, that's my own cross to bear. Um, I am a convert to the church. I have been Catholic for, it'll be 22 years in April, um, which is crazy. I came into the church the year of Jubilee and even more recent than that, you'll read in my book, there's a whole thing. It's a whole story. It's a great story. <laughs> um, I co-host a podcast with one of my best friends, Shannon Schmidt. She's also my co-author. It's just easier to call her my business partner. Her mom said it one day where I'm like, <laughs> this is Shannon's business partner. And Shannon and I were like, hey, okay. that works. <laughs> we're like, we like that call. Thanks. <laughs> And our podcast is called Flat Skirts and Basic Black, where we talk about Black culture, faith, and pop culture, all through a Black Catholic lens. And we talk about where they intersect and maybe on their own a little bit. Like when you were on, we talked about Brandy Cinderella <laughs> and all the things that are impossible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we had, Amen. We had a great, we had a great conversation. <laughs> I loved it. It was so fun. And, and when you reached out to me to talk about it, because I mean, it's so fun how Instagram is, how you like make new friends between the both of us constantly posting about it when it hit Disney plus. And it was just so nice to sit with someone who (laughs) understands how dope that movie is and how important it is and how great it is. So you're so, it was so much fun. So you and Shannon have this podcast. We have this podcast and we talk about everything. We talk about Catholic issues. We talk about Black stuff. We talk about pop culture. Like there is an episode out there two hours long about one Miss Taylor Allison Swift. And uh, (laughs) that is real. We talk about Luther Vandross. Amen. And all and everything, anything that you could think to talk about, we talk about it. And we are, we talk about how we're informed with our faith and our culture and our race um, and all of it. And I think it's wonderful if I do say so myself. I have a really good time and I really enjoy doing it. We are going into our eighth season after Lent and we've got some really great stuff coming up. Wow. Well, congratulations to y'all. We'll definitely put a link in our um, show notes so people can check that out. It's amazing. So thank you guys for doing that. (laughs) And I would love to hear. So you talk about Luther Vandross, the great, the late and the great. Um, Great. Yes. Amazing. Um, I grew up in a family where, I mean, Luther Vandross is my dad's favorite 
like mm-hmm. favorite singer. As he should be. Oh, as he should be. And I remember exactly where I was when he passed away. It's like core memories of when he passed away and when Michael Jackson passed away. I remember exactly where I was and who told me and what I felt like. And, you know, it's just so cool that the title of your book is Fat Luther Slim Pickens. Can you tell us about that, what that means? Some people might see that and be like, what does that mean? What is this weird title? (laughs) What is the significance of that? I would love to hear more about it. Well, it's funny. So a lot of our podcast is we explain some things that happen, you know, we explain black culture to people who are not black or not familiar with black culture. And it was a throwaway explanation in one of our episodes. We were talking about our favorite black Christmas songs. It was like our second annual black new black Christmas songs. And one of my songs was every year, every Christmas. And I was, Oh my gosh. Yes. So I was like, here's every year, every Christmas. I was saying, I absolutely recognize that this is a Skinny Luther song. And I was like, it's Skinny Luther also can sing, but we all know that Fat Luther is the better Luther. And that's kind of what I said. Like I just made a throwaway comment. And I was like, for those of you who don't know, it is a debate that's not really a debate at all. It's just to basically remind everyone that Fat Luther is the better Luther because Luther as he was before he made changes to himself for whatever reasons he saw fit, Luther as Luther, as we met him, was always good enough. And Mm. that's kind of how we talk about ourselves as Black Catholics. Like, we shouldn't have to assimilate or fit into a different mold. We're coming as we are, as our whole Black selves, selves, right? We don't have to change into fit a mold to fit what anyone's perfect, you know, image of a Catholic should be. Like, we on our own are enough. Mm. And just like Luther, um, in any any state of Luther, (laughs) was great. (laughs) The mm-hmm. fat Luther, he's the better Luther because we love him as he was. Yeah. And so that was kind of how that, I mean, there's more, it gets into it more in the book, but that's kind of how we come to it. And the Slim Pickens is as women of the church, as black women of the church, those are our offerings, right? We're coming as we are. And these are our offerings and like, we shouldn't have to change to get more. We, we kind of get into it. Like it actually gets pretty emotional in the book. Um, when I was writing my part of it, it was, it was really healthy and it was really healing. I think I got the point across very well, but I think that that part will resonate with a lot of people who feel that they are othered in the church. You don't have to be black. It's anyone who feels that they don't fit whatever mold of Catholic is what is considered ideal. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see who this <laughs> book speaks to because I believe that you will have a wide audience There are a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for it. One, because the title had me. You had me at Luther. (laughs) And two, I am just so excited too that there's a book specifically, you know, because your y'all's subtitle is a Black Catholic celebration of faith tradition and diversity. So it's just so cool that there's something that's talking about Black culture in a celebratory way mm-hmm. rather than an explicit, these are the tools for anti-racism. These are the sufferings that Black people have experienced. Mm-hmm. I think that it's super important and good that there's something that's celebratory. And it's like, this is fun. And when Black people see this title, when they read this book, when white people read this book, when anyone reads this book, they'll say, wow, this is fun. And this is 
cool and I like this lens and so I'm just super excited for it. This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app for prayer, meditation, music, and more. Hallow features litanies, novenas, and other challenges to get you praying more often and connect with your community. It also features Bible stories and guest sessions from well-known Catholic speakers like Father Mike Schmitz, Bishop Barron, Jonathan Rumi from Chosen, Dr. Scott Hahn, and Father Mark Mary. Hallow is an amazing resource for any Catholic looking to dive deeper into their prayer life, find more peace, and ultimately grow closer to God. Make sure to check out Hallow at hollow.com slash Ave Spotlight. Hollow.com slash Ave Spotlight. I'm curious when you guys were writing it and when you were conceptualizing it, what was your hope or what is your hope? Because it's coming out in a month once this airs. What is your hope for people reading it? What do you hope the takeaway is? I hope it starts a conversation. So when we did our podcast, I like to say that this book is our podcast in book form (laughs) in a lot of better ways um, and more streamlined ways. I hope to start a conversation or to empower others to start that conversation and to do some soul searching. I think that part of the, the task of not being othered isn't on the marginalized, right? The task to bring us all into the margins is on the people who are there and they're thriving in the margins. We should be invited in. And I hope that this book empowers, empowers those who have the power to invite, to invite, right? Empowered to listen, right? To encourage others to listen, to call out things when they see that they're not great, or I hope that it's taught them things. One of the huge takeaways is I really want I really want there to be a better appreciation of all cultures in the church as opposed to appropriation and assimilation. And I think that is one, I think that's a huge goal of our book. But I also believe and I hope that it is a love letter to Black Catholics and Black culture. Mm. I want someone to laugh along and know like, oh yeah, that sounds like my uncle. Yep, Mm -hmm. I know that. My grandmother said those things too. There's a part in the book where I talk about, don't come sitting on my bed with your street clothes on. Amen. Right? Amen. Look at your eyes, the way your eyes look up. (laughs) I literally told someone that the other day. I was like, you smell, I I was talking to my goddaughter and she came inside and I said, Noel, you smell like outside. Is it like outside? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like, and don't sit on the, on my bed with your outside clothes. And yeah. I, for a minute I was like, oh my gosh, I sound just like every elder in my family. <laughs> well, we take that. And that's the part that I wrote. Shannon, I took different parts and I take that knowledge and that should be like non-black people should come correct. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how you should come to me. Right. Like, come ready to learn, not come teaching me how to get along with you. Oh, okay. Right? Don't come. Don't sit in my bed with your street clothes on. Right? Respect this sanctuary that is my culture. Respect this area that is mine, that where I find comfort. 
Whoa, whoa, that is a word. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I'll get into it more. No, I'm like, I'm like, girl, girl, do you have an hour to crack open this book? Give me a little private (laughs) read. That that is a word. Don't sit in my bed with your outside clothes. Don't come into my space with your Mm -hmm. out. That is powerful. That is powerful. Yes. So like, so, and and that's the thing where it's like black folks, and I say black folks, and I mean that like with that love and that camaraderie, like, because you know, there's like black folks and black people, you mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? All your kin, <laughs> yeah, all your skin folk ain't your kin folk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, black folks, black folks will know right away when I say that. They're like, what? What you guys say about that? And they will read it, right? And then everyone else gets the explanatory comma. And sometimes there's not an explanatory comma. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's a do the work and look it up, right? Because this flows better. Because I am telling you this in my story, you are invited to learn that this might not be for you, but you can do the research to see if it is. Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. you, you know, like you're invited to listen and learn, but maybe not interact with it. And so mm-hmm. sometimes we leave out the explanatory And other times we we do because we want to make sure that there's this really good balance of we love you, black folks, black culture, black Catholics, and also people who are not black you are invited. And we hope that we strike a really good balance with that. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. Well, I cannot wait for this book to come out. I know it's going to bless so many people and I can't wait to hear all of the positive reviews that y'all get. (laughs) I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording, but you guys were already mentioned in Essence magazine, which is I know. huge. I know. Um, and your book has not even come out yet. So it's not come out. <laughs> I mean, they, they guys, yeah, I cannot wait for it to come out. I know it's just going to do so well. And I'm really, you know, I just want to say thank you to you and Shannon for seeing the need for something that's celebratory and joyful and meeting it. And I love what you were saying about not necessarily explaining everything because sometimes it's just nice to have something that's for us, right? And for us and not feeling like you had to bend over backwards explaining yourself. Mm -hmm. So thank you for meeting that need. I hope everyone that reads this book enjoys it, learns something, comes away with some sort of camaraderie or just excitement about a culture that's not their own. You know, sometimes it's just nice to learn about new things. So we'll definitely put all of the information about it in our show notes. And we're so excited for it to come out. We're so grateful that you are here with us today. And at the end of every one of our episodes, we ask each guest what's something that they're hopeful for. So instead of what's something that you're hopeful for this week, which is usually what I ask, um, I'd love to ask you, what's something that is giving you hope currently? What's something that's giving you hope, giving you life? Okay. Something that's giving me hope and giving me life. Well, I am on the board of a pro-life feminist organization mm. called New Way Feminist. I'm the vice president of the board. And sometimes I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I do. I do. I am totally, it's a big deal. And something that's giving me hope right now is that hopefully by the time this airs, we would have raised all the money we need to open up a pregnancy resource center in Juarez, Mexico, to help serve the migrant women and children and their families to have better maternal health, not in a, I'm going to be real serious, not in a white savior way, but in a, a we're working with the people of Juarez. We're Amen. working with like the people in that community to help them what they need. We're not telling them what they need. They're telling us and we're hoping to deliver. And that's really a thing that's giving me hope right now for the pro-life movement. I think these are the things that, and as Catholics, we, we love our babies. And I think that when we were serving 
moms were serving babies well. And I'm like, I have a lot of hope for the fruit that will come out of this and the lives that will be saved and all the work that will be done. Like, I'm just, I'm so excited and giddy about it right now. That's awesome. I've been following that journey that y'all have been posting about. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's such a powerful thing, like equity, experience, knowledge, you guys are providing for the people of Juarez so they can serve Mm -hmm. their people well. That is powerful. Not just coming in there and taking over, you know, and really equipping them with tools so then they can just be servants, right? Whether Mm -hmm. that comes from like lessons on midwifery, whether that comes from, you know, you know, more resources for the children, whatever it is. And so that's just like so amazing. And I'm excited for you guys. It seems like it's going to be a great thing. And, you know, from following the story, y'all got those funds so fast. Um, I know. It it's just like that little bit. We've got yeah. $33,000 away. So yeah, someone's got an extra $33,000. They're like, you know what? I think I have something socked away, you know, sock yes. it to us. Yes. And where, and where can we, where can we learn more about that? So people can support people that are listening. Yeah, You can follow new wave feminists on Instagram. So at new wave feminists with an S or you can go to new wave feminist. Try one and whichever one comes up with a website with Marcia on it is the right one. Also destiny. I don't think think, actually it's so funny. I don't think I'm on the website. There's Ah. a previous vice president is also a black woman with a lot of hair. Well, now she no longer has. She Mm. like, everyone thinks it's me on the website. (laughs) And you're like, we'll get around to changing that. That is Cecily and she's amazing and she's doing her own thing. (laughs) But she's not not me. me. In this one moment, she is not me. Yeah. And I think it's something in the bylaws. I joke around with Destiny, who is the founder and president. I say, is there something in the bylaws that says you got to have a black woman with a natural <laughs> as your vice president? Because that's fine. She's like, <laughs> like, absolutely. I was like, I was like the, next time, the next time I see you hanging out with a black girl with 4C hair, I just know my days are <laughs> So <laughs> I know that she's about to be on that website. Well, it's like, oh well, no, we will definitely put that website in our show notes as well. So many things in the show notes for y'all to check out so people can support you guys because y'all are doing good work, necessary work. And I think you're practicing being consistent in your life ethic in a way that is very admirable and honorable. So we'll be praying for you guys on our end for sure. Um, and so excited to have you here. Um, something that gives me hope right now is I just visited my goddaughter in New Orleans or Mm -hmm. in Lafayette, Louisiana. And she is so cute. She's three and she's just so smart and cute and sassy. And I'm just so excited for her to grow up in a world where she has such awesome parents that are encouraging and loving and patient. And yeah, she's just surrounded by like so many good people. And I know like for some of us that grew up in environments where we weren't necessarily nurtured and loved in the way that we deserve to be. So I'm just hopeful and excited for her to be loved in a way that children deserve to be. So, and she's very lucky and so is her sister. So I'm excited for them to just like be happy kids and it's fun to just watch her be a baby. So yeah, so I'm excited for that and so grateful to be able to talk to you today and And I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thank you guys for listening. And thank you so much to Marcia for being our guest. Happy Black History Month. I'm so excited for next week when we're going to visit with Shannon Schmidt and talk all about Catholics United for Black Lives. Look forward to talking to you guys soon. God bless. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.